Five minutes with Mark Bell. Sounds like... Sounds, 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 sounds impossible. <laughs> I have a huge question for you, and I was thinking about this morning. Um, something that you have done, and you didn't do it with uh, the help of something that you wanted, and something you wanted badly. You wanted to be a wrestler. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And you tried. I did. Okay. Would you say your wrestling career was a success? I would not. Okay, so my question here is this. Road is funny, life is funny. And, and you had an opportunity to try to do something in wrestling and that maybe have been your thing to make fame and fortune and money and everything. And in my opinion, I have my own opinion about the situation here, but I'm over here and I wanna hear your point of view on this is, you became sex, sex, successful, <laughs> sexy too. Um, in a different way, and I think, to me, uh, much more um, real, uh, profitable. Um, you built yourself. You didn't use the platform of wrestling like so many do, and you did it on your own, and you are a role model, and you give back, and you do stuff, and you're successful, and you got everything wrestling could have done for you, if not 10 times more, and by yourself. <laughs> What's the feedback on that? Uh, I love your question and, and kind of the aim of it, and um, I am a big believer, as you are as well, in that there are no real failures. You know, something that happens that you may fall short on, at the time it might seem like a failure, it might seem like a setback, but setbacks are really just setups for something bigger down the road. Uh, having a learning disability as a kid and being made fun of and being put in other classes, being called a retard and not being able to you know, try to speak another language or play an instrument because they were like, this kid can't even get some simple math right. We, you know, we've, he doesn't even really deserve the opportunity to try some of these other things. So going through all those things, actually, I didn't realize it at the time, but having that kind of pain and that kind of resistance was going to strengthen me later on. And so with professional wrestling, as you know, you, you've uh, worked out with some of these guys before, Billy Gunn. and people like that, it is a really, really hard sport. It's not, it's not uh, just acting, you know, like, it's like some people make it out to be. It's very, very difficult, very challenging, and I had to become strong in that environment because those guys, will, they'll eat you up, and the business itself will eat you up and beat you up. And so uh, it was very difficult, but getting thrown in front of a camera and saying, you know what, you're, you know, all right, smelly you know you're you're fighting the titan you're fighting him uh july 4th and it's going to be at the santa monica pier you got 30 seconds and so it taught me to talk in front of the cameras which before that time i was very shy and very reserved and i didn't want to have a microphone or camera in front of me so looking back on it looking back on it it was really just a setup for everything that's that's going on right now because Without the ability to communicate, I wouldn't have the leverage that I have um, on some of the other companies that try to execute things that are similar to me, making knee sleeves and wrist wraps and things like that. Anyone can do that, but not anyone is able to communicate the way that I am, the way that we're doing uh, with our training videos and stuff like that. I love it. It's, it's one thing that uh, we have our goals, we have our setups, and this is what we're gonna do, and then something else comes later in life. And something for me, um, and you've, you've known me long enough to see the transition. Um, and that's why I started thinking about you and about how successful you are today. 
and it wasn't early in life, it was later, um, and, and you just went from ground zero to 100. You really did. Financially too, yeah. the whole thing, right? Um, and it sets you up in, in such a good position. But it, if people don't know this, I do a lot of charity work, and so do you, and you do that with your gym. Yeah. Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, Super Training Gym is free, you know? So, um, you know, I give men and women the opportunity to come in and, tra and train and work out for free. Um, I've done a bunch of stuff uh, with various charities o over the years as well. I don't really love to talk about that kind of stuff too much because I feel like I, know you don't. I feel like it's uh, it's not so much that it's private. I do like for it to be out there. It does feel good to, for people to know that I'm charitable. Um, but at the same time, uh, I've had some negative feedback before about like supporting our troops or supporting this or that. People get all weird and bent out of shape sometimes, but. Uh, I like to support and help out wherever I can. You know, there's a lot of people in need. Um, I grew up pretty much the same way that you grew up. I grew up just extremely fortunate. I grew up with a loving family. And there's so many people that don't have things like that. There's so many people that have uh, alcohol in their family or they got drug addiction in their family. They have um, a lot of uh, fighting in the family. They, they hate their brother. They hate their sister. And there's a lot of just turmoil or they grow up without hardly any parents or hardly any direction and stuff like that so wherever I'm able to help out even if it's just a person you know sometimes somebody will contact you and say you changed I had somebody you know tell me that they got off a of crystal meth <laughs> and it's like I've never once ever talked about crystal meth you know but I've had a lot of people come to me and say I've gotten off of drugs I've cleaned up my act because I listened to your podcast or I watched some of your training videos, and here I am talking about how to bench press, and, and that was never the goal or the intention. So um, it ends up ends up feeling great you know, having stuff like that happen. I know one thing is like when I told people I was going to be doing a podcast, they're great. Okay, get the form, get the get techniques, and what are the three protocols for being stronger in this, this, and this? And the one thing that I I yes, you have that, and we could do that, and we will do that. But the thing about you and me is we both grew up uh, when it came to reading and writing, dumb as a brick. <laughs> and, and, and the whole special ed classes and being thrown in there and getting in fights and just uh, being called every name, it really did from a young age separate us. And, and, uh, and they thought in a bad way right. and it made us stronger. And, and what I love is that um, and I know you never really talk about it, this is the charity that you're doing so much. You didn't just make money, but you give back on it. And I think that uh, they should know this, is that uh, the part of giving back um, is something great and good for you, but you grow as a person. Yeah. And it's more the incredible, uh, the change that happens to you as a person when you start giving back. And I know people out there, ah, oh, no, no, I need my time. I don't have time to give back and stuff. And you change as a person when you start giving back. It's a weird thing. You think it takes away from your life because um, you don't have that time. And when you do it, then you realize how much more it gives to your life. There's something people should really understand. It's very simple and it's been said before by other people, but there's no shortage of success out there. So if I help you with something, Let's just say I help you in a particular area of business. You're like, Mark, I want to kind of like make some of these products. I think that initially somebody would be like, oh my God, he's going to make the same thing as me or he's going to do something similar to me. Um, but you can share a lot of information. You can share a lot of stuff and, and not have to really worry about that stuff because there's success for Michael Hearn. There's success for me. 
there's success for for everybody. It's, it's out there. It's not like you're going to consume all of it and then I'm going to be like, oh, crap, I can't get any of that myself. Right. Mike already took up the whole fitness space. You know? <laughs> no, like, Done. Go home. Yeah, could you imagine like no one wants to listen to anybody else just except for you. You're the only guy that uh, has everything on lockdown. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. So there's really no re It's like an irrational fear that when you help somebody that they're going to somehow like jump or trump something that you've done. Um, I love helping people. I love giving back. I love being able to show someone how to deadlift or how to squat, how to bench press. I think lowering the barrier of entry into training, which we're starting to see more and more all the time now because people have apps, people have access even just to your Instagram, which is free. They could go there, they could watch, they could piece together all the stuff you do and have their workouts laid out for years. And they could also buy programming, they could buy other things, and they could purchase stuff from you as well. But they don't even have to do that. You're giving it all away for free. And even while you give it away for free, it still helps your bottom line. It still helps you to be able to do a lot of the things that you love to do um, beyond just being charitable, beyond just giving stuff away for free. Because it is important to make money because it does help. It helps you grow a brand and it helps you get your message out there on a larger platform. So sometimes people have a misinterpretation of, uh, of the financial side of things too. And I think that the guy who's running your podcast today, you got some other, other people running around here doing other things. And it's, you want to provide for them too. You want to be able to say, here's more opportunity for you. You'd like to see them grow and expand. And you've done that with a lot of people. I think people get carried away, and I and I had a, a mind master class here last week, and brought in a guy, and it was funny. I had a, 18 people in here that are huge influencers, um, that are crushing it. Big boy from uh, Strength Cartel was here, was yeah. just for example. Big boy. And so you got these guys in different demographics, different people, but everybody had the same kind of thing about uh, money. Um, do you need to make more money? Do you want to make more money? And everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't want to say that out loud because that's a bad thing. And uh, the guy, John Chetblack, explained to us is that helps you grow and grow your brand, but also helps you give and help people. And people don't correlate those two things. Um, they think, no, 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 if you make money, you're just uh, you're a snob now. You're, you're making the money, you're buying new cars, you're a sellout. And you're a sellout. You're, this, this, this. What they don't understand is, no, now you're giving away a gym for free. Now you've now you're, you're got employees that you're helping feed the family. A guy came and trained with me one time, and it happened to be that you were training there the same day and going to train with me and do a video. Within a week or two, he messaged me and goes, thank you so much. I don't know how this happened. It worked out. This is a, a football player, and he came to train with me. True story. And not two weeks later, he was hired and working for you. And I was like, that is a crazy, you know, and I just said, come on in. I'm training with Mark Bell tomorrow. And then he met you and boom, and everything goes, oh, so guess what? This is the third thing here. Um, bring him on over. He brought you a cookie. <laughs> he said he could eat it because it's made out of beef. <laughs> Hello. What's up? Oh, I like your uh, outfit. I like your outfit. Are you smiling? Are you smiling? Oh my goodness. Hey, you're not supposed to be on that table. What are you doing there? Oh my goodness. What is this? Oh my God. How many months is he? He's just uh, closing in on four in about a week. What the heck? He's sturdy. He's trend up, man. <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. I'll keep him right here. A cookie from? I'll keep him Wait a minute. 
I think he looks more like you than me. What's going on here? What's going on? Check, check it was this one time. <laughs> this one time I was, hi, baby. What's up, baby green? What's it like having this guy around? It has changed. It is everything that you said. It has changed my world. That's what that. Get, 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 get your gains. <laughs> Crumpling it up. Oh, there you go. I showed you. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> He's trying right to chomp on it. <laughs> Um, we started him on food about three weeks ago. I love it. It's, uh, it's everything you said. It is uh, a different world. Congratulations. This guy's pretty amazing. What's up, buddy? You gonna get on trend like your dad? <laughs> you gonna get on trend like daddy? Daddy hit up some deadlifts today. He did a good job. You'd be proud of him. You'd be like, oh my God. He'd be like, you lifted so much weight. Hey, don't stand do on think? the what table. What do you think? What do you think, kid? He's a brand new machine, as my grandpa would say. Brand new machine. How many more seconds before you start getting mad, huh? Oh, he's with you. Yeah, the uh, the guy that you're talking about that that uh, worked out with with you that one day, and uh, filmed. I barely knew he filmed that day. I barely knew that the guy filmed that day. Right. And then I saw the video that you guys put out. You guys put stuff up on uh, YouTube. And uh, then I contacted you, and I said, I said, Mike, I said, who was that guy? And you said, oh, his name's Terrell. You said, and you said, here's his information. So you, you just, you gave me the information, and I ended up hiring him. Yeah. And it was, so again, like, I think people think, you know, like, uh, we are in a similar space, right? So yeah. most people would think, no, I, you know, this guy's mine. This no, you shot with me. You can't have him. You can't, you can't share him out, right? And so, you know, that's the way a lot of things should work, I think. So through this uh, last year, we have talked a lot, and we talked more about this little guy and being a father and how it changed you and everything. And uh, I thank you for those talks. Really do, because uh, you were right. Every little aspect of it, right, buddy? Um, it's a different world. It really is. And, and I was on the other side of the fence, you know, with dogs, and yeah. I'm good. I don't need this. And now I'm on this side of the fence, and I go, I almost missed this opportunity. Yeah. And it is a different world. It really is a different world. Um, it almost passed you by, huh? It almost did. It really did. I, uh, oh, oh, T's here. Are you going to give him a pose? Look at the shirt. You got your shirt on? Best T-shirt. But it's got a Superman socks on. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Smiles. He's pretty darn happy, huh? Yeah. He's a happy one. He's like us in the morning. He loves his mornings. Hey, so th so this let's fast forward here. Yeah. This kid is uh, let's say, let's say he's 17, right? Okay. So he's taller and bigger and stronger than me. All right. He's 17 <laughs> and uh, he's not doing his homework. You can't figure out ways to motivate him. He's not going to the gym. He's not into. Maybe he's not into any of the same stuff that you're into. Which I think we all hope, you know, that that our kids can get into some of these things. Not so they can be like a mini you, although that that's cute, right? But it's to you're hoping that your child can experience some of the same cool stuff that you experienced through sports, through athletics, through weight training. Let's say he's you know 17. He's not doing his homework, and he's just not. You know, he's not getting stuff done that he needs to get done. What is, what's dad going to say to him? How are we going to motivate this guy? 
What do you want to see the guy do? That's tough. I'm going to try to take what I learned from my father that made me to keep moving forward. Um, also, uh, I think the support crew around me are all, um, I'll continue to learn. And hopefully by 17 years, I'll, I've learned a little something, something. Because I know the one thing is uh, I grew up in that family of 10 where dad and mom, dad was a football player, bodybuilder, mom's a martial artist. And so they never forced us to do anything. Um, I just followed in the footsteps of my brothers and sisters. And, and I watched them and I moved. And, and I'm one of those guys, and I, and I also teach that way, um, is that I'll continuously put in the work and this is what you should probably do. Um, I'm not a question guy, if that makes sense. Because you, you ask questions, maybe you'll learn or stuff, but if it, they get involved and they do it, like your guys today got in and actually did the exercise, mm -hmm. then they can go, ah, I saw it, eh, but I did it. Right. And I'm hoping that my approach of doing it and me continuing to do it will kind of motivate him to continue to live his path. Um, and having other people around too, like you, you mingle with a lot of people that are successful. And so hopefully by That's him, another hardship though. By him seeing that, yeah, it could uh, be. What I mean by that is that, that we talked about money and how that could be looked at poorly. And then we talk about friendship and you are the people that you are circle yourself with. So I, I eliminate and, and push people out that aren't moving me forward in, in a correct way, right. regardless of what's going on. I love you, but I can't be in your life because you're going this way and it's pulling me away from what I want to do. So how do you talk to people and say, hey, that circle again, mostly now that I'm raising a kid, who do I want around the house? Who do I want those people? Who do I want him to see me interacting with? And, and that's, a, that's a tough one, right? It's really hard as they get older. You know, my daughter is 11 and my son is 15. And they're watching it all. You know, they watch it. Like, and you don't even realize how young they are when they start to really, like that stuff gets embedded into their head. And my son's like, I don't get it. Like, why do you wake up at three, you know? I'm like, because Mike O'Hearn does. <laughs> why do you get up at three and train so early? He's like, and then uh, and he's like, and then you kind of like work all day and then you come home and you're pretty tired, you know? And I'm like, it's just, you know, I, I feel like it's the best way for me to like get ahead. And he's like, well, why do you need to get ahead? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just driven, you know, I'm driven towards, I want to provide as much as I can for this. Uh, family and we had a really good he's 15 so we had a really good conversation about it and I was like you know what uh, uh, point taken you know like I heard you 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 feel like when I come home I'm too tired to really even though I might spend time with him and spend time with the family I don't have yeah I don't have maybe the energy to like do you know certain things because it's like hey we got turnaround time we got to wake up at three we got to be in bed by around seven or eight right to, to get that turnaround time and Maybe it's not even so much of like quality time, but it's just time together to do some stuff, even if it's just to watch TV or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or special. Um, and so I said, done deal. You don't even need to say anything further about it. I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll go to the gym early three days a week rather than six, you know what I mean? And so on the other days, I, go, I, I can go to bed a little bit later. I can spend more time with them. We end the night with a with a walk. You know, we he, me and him and his grandpa. We go on a walk and stuff like that. So, it's kind of finding those uh, areas to you know compromise and, and come together on stuff. But they watch everything that you do. You know, I, I have to be very conscious of. Uh, let's say like my gym is free. We have a lot of people that come into the gym. Sometimes my son will come into the gym. 
you see that there's a lot of pretty women that are in fitness, right? If the girl's in, in there training and she's got the short shorts on and stuff, I got to be very conscious of what does that look like, you know, for my son or how would I want to be acting if my wife was to walk in right now or how would I want my wife to act if I was, you know what I mean? Like joking around aside, you know, um, it's, it can be a very serious thing. So you have to, you're constantly being watched. I'm being watched by the employees. We film almost everything the way that you guys are doing and it ends up being, it ends up being quite a bit and your kid is going to take in, he's going to process all of that. But the thing that was cool that he came to was he was like, you're already in amazing shape and you're already rich. And I said, there you go. <laughs> and he was like, ah. He's like, I get it. I don't. Go, keep going. Well, he was saying that he gets it because I wake up early and because I, okay. I am driven okay. towards these things and because I want to do these things. So, Can you go further than that in the yeah. sense of this? Because of yeah. society and the people that are watching this, maybe they don't have kids. Why is it that you are successful and why is it that you're already in good shape? that you keep driving and pushing like this. And the reason why I say that is because I don't want to say it because uh, uh, I'm a decade older than you mm -hmm. and, and I'm still, I still love it and stuff. Um, and I, they heard me say this a hundred times, but what is it about you um, or the people you surround yourself with that regardless of how much you make uh, and regardless of how you look, why do you keep pushing so hard? There's several reasons for it. I mean, I. At this point, it's an addiction. Um, it's like it's in my it's in my brain. It's embedded into my brain because, you know, I'm a big believer in do more, be more. The more that you do, the more that you can do, and the more that you do, the more that you want to do. And I also believe the flip side of that is very true. The less that you do, the less that you want to become, and the less you want to do. We've all had even Michael Hearn has have had those days where maybe you slept in, maybe you did a couple things, and, and this is the reason why you've developed this style, and this is the reason why you are, you know, it's like, when's the last time you had a cheat meal? You're like, oh, I don't know, like four <laughs> years ago. And, but there's a reason why you stuck to this code is because you know that if you do less, you might be less, and that you can fall into a funk. It, it's a, I mean, this is, this is scientific stuff that goes on in your brain. When you, when you do more and when you start getting connected to that, there's reward systems in place for that. Now there's reward systems that go the other way as well. You can get rewarded by going and eating a hot dog. You can get rewarded by being like, I'm just gonna relax. That's what makes it so tempting. That's what makes it so hard. Uh, reaching for some ice cream or reaching for your favorite snack, it does hit the dopamine receptors. It does cause chemical changes in your brain. But you know what else causes chemical exchanges in your brain? Is to say, I'm not gonna be part of that. I'm gonna be made of something different. I don't wanna be that way. I want to be this way and I want to hone in and focus. And the more you keep surrounding yourself with people that are kind of leveling up all the time, it gets you really excited and really inspired. But the absolute biggest pull of the entire thing is just that I will forever have a chip on my shoulder. That's really what it boils down to. Like I just, and I know that no one else even cares at this point. It's like, who am I proving wrong? You know, I'm not proving any, like no one's even caring or watching probably anymore, but it's really, it's really me proving to myself because I'm the one who put myself in that situation. I'm the one that, that, that I'm the one who sold the idea that I was dumb. I'm the one, or, I'm sorry, I bought the idea bought that the I was idea. dumb. You know, and yes, I was, uh, because of the way that public school works and because of the way I was placed in school, 
I was in classes with other kids and stuff, but I'm the one who eventually bought into the idea of like uh, dumb and can't, you know, those were things that I associated with myself. I can't do that. You say, hey, I can't read. Hey, could you do this? Yeah, I can't. And I still say, I got to correct myself all the time. I can read. I read slower than most. It takes me, it's harder for me to absorb reading than most. That doesn't mean I can't do it. What if you were, what if somebody came to you and they want to do a bodybuilding show? And they said, you know what, uh, you know, I can pay you all the money in the world, Mike, but I can't lose weight. You would say, hold on a second, that's actually not true. You can lose weight. It might be harder for you than some others because of genetic reasons and for various reasons, but you can lose weight. You can do this. I'm going to show you how to do it. I love it. Um, I so connect with you on so many levels uh, outside of lifting. Uh, that I just respect and love you and uh, obviously I go back to your brother who passed um, He meant the world to me and still does to this day uh, and what he did for me with with wrestling and stuff um, But and your other brother you, you guys are all good. see he if you can see if you can describe uh, Mad dog to everybody a little bit because I was trying to uh, sum him up the other day, and, but You know people when I was in wrestling people would meet me and they would be like, you're so boring compared to your brother. Because Mike was, he was, he was over the top, you know. Um, but then he also had his, his side that was wild, right? He had his side that, that had some of, his, uh, some of his faults, you know. But I was trying to describe it to some other people. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm nailing it. Well, I, I, for, for me, I mean, I saw the one side that he was... Uh, excited uh, enjoyment. When he worked with me on wrestling, he got excited. He said, oh, my gosh. Um, and, and uh, I forgot the guy's name that we were, uh, the, the camp that he was teaching me at. Tom Howard and UPW and that stuff. Yeah, back Rick there, Bassman. Rick Bassman. And, and, uh, um, and, and he knew my background, and I came over from Battle Dome, um, and uh, he worked with me. He's like, forget this, oh my gosh, I love this. And we're gonna take you to the advanced class the first day, and then him and Rick got into a fight about it. And he's like, no, you can't do that. You gotta keep my, he's like, relax. And, me and Mad Dog, just, we just clicked in his excitement, his excitement. You know, it's like me yeah. watching your guys today deadlift. I'm like, oh, look at this, man. He's he a 26-year-old yeah. kid. This is great. It's great structure. I could see 10 years from now, he's great now. But in 10 years now, everybody's going to be whispering his name. And I can see that and that excitement. And that's right. how I picture and how your brother was to me. Uh, yeah, he didn't very, hide any of his emotions. No, he just let him out that. there. Yeah. yeah I wish that. I could be more like that. <laughs> so do I. I wish I'm, you could be that way. I'm, I feel a little bit more guarded, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are three brothers that are very, uh, very unique, but uh, blessed to have each other. Hey, and, and I got a question for yes. you. How come there's never been a Michael Hearn documentary? Uh, I do not know. Maybe Has anyone know. ever approached you? Uh, Generation Iron asked a little bit, um, but we haven't done anything like that. We haven't. Hey, look, we need to get our stuff together over here. We need to make a documentary on Michael Hearn. People oh, need to know geez. more about this. For the, know more about from the this special kid. ed classes that we grew up in, and, and, and back to your original thing about the chip on the shoulder and you to you. Uh, same. Why do you get up at three every in the morning? Because I have to. <laughs> right. And and why is it? It's I ain't proving nothing to nobody. This is me to me, and 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 that kid right. that we uh, that we caved in and said, yeah, you're right. I can't read. I you know, <laughs> I, I can't do this. And you guys are better. Okay, but uh, I'm still that chip today. I also think too that 
like I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I mean, some days I am fatigued. I mean, some days 100%. I'm some days I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and I learned from you as well because you would say, I would say four, and you would write back. You'd be like six thirty. Like I th and I found it really interesting when you would call those like audibles. I call them. And it, was, it wasn't on leg day, it wasn't on back day, it was on like the easier day. And I was like, oh, the easier day's done a little bit later. I'm like, I get it. We're leaning into the resistance. When it's gonna be tough, we're gonna make it really tough. We're gonna squat at four in the morning. We're gonna be deadlifting at four in the morning. But if we're doing shoulder raises, that's okay to do at 6.30. That's <laughs> it's funny you picked up on that. It, it, that is uh, the complete mind approach I think that we both have is I am scared for that day that I don't squat heavy. I'm scared for it and I'll keep fighting that battle and I'll keep doing it. What has happened when you have gotten a little bit away from that? Because I know you've, you've done a lot, you know, you've done a ton of bodybuilding, you've done a ton of stuff where you come down in weight, but you always maintain a certain level of strength. Have you in the past maybe not uh, held certain levels of strength and then you felt incomplete? You felt like this is a disaster, I don't like this? The lowest I've ever gone is uh, completely ripped down for a show a three days fast and still squat over five at that depleted of a phase. And when you wrote me once and you said, hey, I benched this much at 220 and I go, no. What did I say to you? Do you remember? I said, no, you benched 220 dry. Oh, yeah. And there's a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference when people go, uh, well, you're 245. Am I at 245 ready to walk on stage and dry it and dry it out? Because that's a big difference between 245 and you've been eating your carbohydrates and you got fluid and all that stuff. That's two different worlds. Mm -hmm. And I know the, the novices won't understand that. Um, and going yeah, back to like the, f yeah. yeah, and going back. Before a photo shoot, I think. It's yeah. Was, so. so anytime that it's that, that's the struggle. That's me at my weakest point possible. That third round, when you're completely done, yeah. how strong can I be? And like me and Heath, we did this uh, 25,000 calorie Titan challenge. And we purposely kind of dieted down, and, and, and I fasted for three days, but the, the, the last workout is squats, regardless, no food for three days, and still do it and try to out-rep each other. And uh, I just love that because it's, it's, that's my weakest, both mentally, physically, and everything, and still, what can I do? And I love that. And it's opposite of what most... Everybody. Yeah. And why is that? Because why, why? I like going against the grain. I like going against it. And it's also something that it, there is such a difference between uh, giving up and going into the whole typical bodybuilder. Hey, it's at the end. Do the isolation. Uh, go and do the push downs. And even Stan talked about this. Your body knows the difference between trying to retain muscle. But if you're going in doing machines all day and doing tricep push downs and you're dieting, do you really need to retain that kind of muscle? Or your body knows that you're gonna go in and still do the deadlifts and the squats and the heavy benches and the heavy weights and the dumbbells. There's a difference. There's a difference to the body. Do you think uh, the science is maybe interrupted quite a bit by just people not having a strong mindset? Well, science supports what I do. That's what I'm saying though. Like there's like, cause people, people might think that I, like their mindset might block them from actually learning about the way that it should really be, I guess. Was it yeah, because I think if, if you guys don't understand this, the science supports, uh, your body adapts to the pressure it's put under. If you're always lifting heavy, your body adapts to that. If you're always lifting life, light, your body adapts to that. Uh, and, then, and then our point is that we want to be able to do this. 
And mostly now because you got to figure that I ha I'm going to be Robbie Robinson, you know, training with a little 20-year-old because Robbie's now 73, 74. Um, so that's 24, 24 years older than me. So that's my son in 24 years. I still want to be that Robbie Robinson squatting 405. And that's my next goal now. Now my next goal is just to push it further than anybody. Um, and so, yes, when it comes to science, if you really listen to the science, it's the... Um, I think the problem we have is so much social media. We also have this too, and I, I, let me see if you agree with this. You have so many, so many elite trainers talking about form and positioning. But what was their form and positioning when they put their size on? And I'm talking not in the last five, ten years, not since they retired, not that. I'm talking about when they were those young 16 to 24 when we put our size on, or for me. It's like, wait a minute, what did you do then? Because that's, I don't want to know what Jay Cutler did for the Olympia. Right. I don't care. That has no bearing on me. And it shouldn't end on anybody else. What they should look at is the kid that I saw when he was 19 and 20. And he had all that mass. And he walked out on stage in an amateur show. And I was sitting there judging. And I see him walk out. And I go, all right, that's done. He's the winner of the overall. <laughs> and it was pre-judging. He walked, he walked out. It was 10 feet. And I already gave him the whole show. Because there was such a large clay mass that was built at such a young age, or at any age when you first start lifting. He thought it was normal that uh, the uh, mirror in front of the squat rack had blood all over it. <laughs> and give you an idea how hard he was yeah, going. He was, and, and I saw that instantly. And people so go to social media and they grab onto something and go, that guy is sliced and in shape and he's got a little bit of thickness and he's doing cable crossovers. That must be the exercise will get me there. And nobody really just stops and dissects and goes, no, 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 no. Let's go back to the originals. And I, I guess I'm, we're lucky too, though. We're lucky that uh, we try to dissect everything. What is he actually saying? Is he saying that the bench press is the best exercise in the world? You know, that took me forever to go. A bench press is incredible for powerlifting. Does it suit me in the everyday work of what I do? It didn't. Can I go back to bench pressing? A hundred percent. Did incline help me? Great. But also incline gave me strength that I can still move and it gave me an upper chest that I can be on screen with. So that suited me. Right. And to stop and go, wait a minute, am I doing everything correctly? And your guys today, they go, well, no, we're deadlifting. We're strong as heck on deadlifts. But maybe I can put a little bit more thickness and muscularity on the back if I do it this way or change the exercise. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, the money is in those... Uh the, the basic exercises, the bent over row, the overhead press, right? No what keeps press. the body together? People don't think it's the squats and the deadlifts. I, I, a guy I work with and I have worked with, and it takes for a long time, but he had scoliosis when I started with him. You know what straightened his back? Deadlifts. Deadlifts and squats. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. Scoliosis in an adult is hard to change. How did I do it? I strengthened the muscles around it. Brought in chiropractic every once in a while, and we straightened it out. One of the greatest things for back pain is deadlifting. But wait a minute, I am lost, because deadlifting is the worst thing, and you should never deadlift over 25 years old. Right. Isn't that what they say? And there's just so many options, too, with a deadlift. You, you don't have to just do a regular deadlift. No. I mean, you could deadlift out of the rack. I mean, there are people that do have some limitations that it wouldn't be wise for them to just randomly start deadlifting out of nowhere. So they might need a trap bar deadlift. They might need, if they're, you know, 65 and they, they can't bend down very well, they might need to uh, deadlift out of a rack and have the weight raised up. But also, too... Heath Evans. 
Yeah, put it right to his upper yeah. thigh and then just have him moving it. He's so fat, he can't. Yeah, <laughs> Poor guy. Unathletic. Fattest fullback in NFL history, right? Yeah, the fattest fullback in NFL history. But you have a lot of options with these uh, heavier, with these exercises that are hard. Even something like I see you utilize a box squat all the time. Not all the time. You use, utilize a box squat often. Often. And I love that you, you sometimes are doing it at various heights. Normally, you're going really, really low. But somebody who maybe has a knee problem or somebody who's got some, there's no reason for you to kill yourself to try to get down to a 12-inch box. Maybe you have a 16-inch box. You are great on that, and, and there's a great point on that, is that when I have people squat um, and people will comment and say, well, he's not, uh, he's not in depth. What depth? For a powerlifting meet? He's not a powerlifter. Right. He's an agent. Right. <laughs> he works 9 to 6. He doesn't need to go that deep, and he doesn't have that kind of hip rotation right, right now. Will we work on it? Sure we will. But I think your point is that, uh, and I hate that it's the fact that it's after the fact. You've already been a champion. You've already done all this. So it's easy for you to say that you can do all these different things. Right. You want everything. I want to win. And that's what the kids are out there looking at going, no, 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 no. I want to take it to the extreme. Right. Well, the extreme is all range of motions, all sizes, all kind of things. And right. decide what your, what your limits are. You know, when it comes to extreme stuff, I think there might be some misinterpretation of a lot of that as well, because sometimes the most extreme thing you can do is just do the opposite of what you really want to do, and it's in the best interest of what you should be doing. There's things that you should be doing, and there's things that you could be doing, but you're not doing them. What about shortening up your workouts? That actually might be gold for you for a while. You just said uh, to me just before we started rolling that you're doing uh, two body parts, uh, per training session right now. And that's uncommon for you. A lot of times you'd only do one, but you switch things up a lot. You're gonna have different challenges. Let me see how my body reacts when I have no recovery and no food. Let me see what that looks like. And it's for this period of time. It's not forever, because that's what a lot of people are trying to do. They're trying to do it forever. They're trying to lock themselves in jail of, of dieting and, and training all the time and doing cardio. You go through different blocks. Sometimes you do cardio. Sometimes there's no cardio. Sometimes there's uh, Mike, where Mike, Mike's face starts to expand. And he starts to look like the Mark Bell, you're off the team face, right? <laughs> not, that, not that extreme. But you go through a lot of different phases, and you move in and out of those things. And that's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it. One year, I took a complete year off of training um, secondaries and only did incline uh, squats and deads the whole year, stayed on my nutrition. Who else does that? Nobody else tests themselves at that point. No at that point, that. I said, I want to see how little work I can do. And it goes back to Nautilus and, and the concept of being in the gym, doing the least amount of work possible, but still get better. And I trained for a whole year like that, and I guess posed like I always do. Um, I was a little bigger, but it didn't. I didn't go from, that's Mike O'Hearn, to holy sheesh, who is that? Um, and that's when I did the 500 incline. Yeah. So, you know, on one aspect, yeah, I got stronger because I was working out less, um, but I still keep the mass and all that kind of stuff. So that was just one of the big things that we're scientists at this point. I'm trying to find out the oddest angles and how I can strengthen myself so I can keep that mobility. Um, on squats, that I'm doing squats that are so visually painful to look at but I'm finding such a beauty in them and, and the benefit from them. It's almost like a pirouette with my just squatting on my toes. It's a 
sissy squat on the, on the barbell, not on the Smith machine. And the leaves are so far, but to the normal person, that's like, that's crazy. But it's lighter weight and it's different form. We what love are, doing that. What are some things that make you utilize so many different exercises? Like, uh, do you ever, like, you go into the gym and you try to do certain movements and they don't, they don't feel right? You're not getting the right feedback from them, maybe? Um, you're not maybe up to par, maybe as strong as you were, you know, previously to, to doing that? Or, like, what, what's the feedback? Why you do, why do, do I so many different Why do I you move do it? so many different things, yeah. Um, does, it, does it transfer from inside to real life? And does it transfer from uh, bodybuilding and powerlifting to athletics? And what does? Um, like we've got uh, Heath Evans, like that we joked about, but we got him to get development in the legs where this guy's been training since he was 13 and never had legs. Strong as a horse. Yeah. You know, he could sit under 500 squat and, and go down to an 11 inch box close stance squats. And he can jump and, and, he can run, jump and, he can run a four, and he's a white boy and he can run a 4640. So that just tells you what kind of athlete he is. He's 270 pounds. So he, he's, he's legit, he's a beast but he couldn't get leg development. And so we had to keep changing and changing forms. And I just like finding those odd forms that make things change differently and move differently. Um, and for me, it goes back to, well, why are we doing everything so locked in when the bicep is here? And if I just give up everything, like an arm bar, I'm just giving up the arm. Now you can just lock that thing out. Okay, now, now let me contract the bicep in that position instead of pulling it back here and staying in tight, it's not gonna translate as well for other things that I wanna do. And I just keep finding those kind of things now and it's, it's so fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It, it's side laterals, why do we always go to here? Well, that's the best way for the shoulders. All right, but you know, I also wanna be able to move my shoulders and I wanna be able to do things. And so I take my side laterals all the way up. Because this is really gonna, hard. But it's gonna translate more and it's gonna keep mobility more. So that's why I do that. When your son rifles a football Reset, out of your yeah, head, yeah, and I'm just you're gonna be boom, you're gonna be like, you picture this kid at 13, <laughs> holy cow, I'm excited, I'm excited, man, I love hanging out with you. Thanks for doing the deadlifts today. Yeah. Thanks for showing my guys proper form for uh, powerlifting, and then also, you're gonna take me through a band workout when this uh, the yeah. gym here is all finished up. Cool. Yeah. I'll, uh, do you have any bands currently? Because I can leave you with some. Leave me some bands. Yeah, I definitely. Guess with me, so I can leave you some. Yep. Let's walk in there. I'm going to show you what this is going to look like. All right. Yeah. Cool. Come on. Thank you. I'm cooking over here some carbs. Oh, can, under construction. Under construction. I like it. So, yep. Next time we're in here. have the whole gym set up here on this side and on this side will be a nice little area where you can sit and relax he can watch uh do his games and anything like that very cool come in here we can deadlift yeah. squat bench and listen to country music you got the bands down you got the bands set up for this next time yep you got those bands we do yep oh there we there we go bam bam We'll leave them right. We'll leave them right here. Hooked right here. There we go. Yep. So next time, Mark's gonna show me how to use these bad boys. We used to use them back in the day. Yeah. Many, many, many moons ago. So it has been a long time. So I'd love you to teach me again. What are you gonna do down here? So we're putting in a platform over on this area ah. where we will have a couch and a sit-in area, so Titan can do his thing. 
and play. And then down on this side will be mirrors so you can look at yourself and pose. Mm -hmm. Right? Which goes with it. Um, just kind of set up the whole gym. So I like you got the Matt Wenning, uh, got the Matt Wenning belt squat and this guy up here from Chris Duffin, the transformer bar, yes. right? Got another Duffin right here. There you go. Very cool. Enough, enough to get good workouts in. Yeah. So. Great. That's it. That's it. After you, senor. I think that's me.